my money don't jiggle jiggle, jiggle. It, it folds, folds. I, I like to see it wiggle wiggle, wiggle for sure riding in my feet wait six, six foot two in the compact, compact. No, no slack luckily the seats go back to relax red wine welcome to brain dead i'm sarah i'm joe enjoy the show You're a poet and you weren't even aware. <gasps> Stop it. <laughs> Stupid. Poet and I didn't even know it. I, I know. I know. <laughs> You're wearing a Monsters University hat. I am. I got it at Disney. Do you want to hear the story? Yes, I do. So I got, I went to the little hat shop stand or whatever, and I wanted to get the one that has like the wear on the bill of the hat, yeah. you know, like, like the one he has at the end. Yeah. Once it's old. And I purchased it without trying it on because I'm stupid. <laughs> and I paid for it it was like 15 dollars, which disney prices is pretty good so i was like that's awesome i love this deal i'm getting and then i tried to put it on my head and it was a baby hat <laughs> did but, they let you change it out but the transaction had already happened and the lady felt so bad for not checking before she let me pay for it that she just let me trade it out and the adult hats are like five or six dollars more than the kid hats well that's nice i know and she was just like switch it out i'm so sorry i didn't (laughs) check (laughs) even though it was completely on me similar situation uh this past weekend we went to a bunch of yard sales and as one does when you go yard selling you have to stop at the gas station and get as my dad called when i was growing up a cold drink not (laughs) let's go stop and get a bottle a cold drink Mm. because whatever (laughs) (laughs) as a normal person does i went and got like a bottle of water, and I think Jess got a diet Dr. Pepper, and Colin got, like, apple juice, and Lindley went for a Gatorade. Guess what flavor she chose? Red. You know how I know that? It's like lime cucumber, I oh. think is what she, or coconut cucumber. That's weird. I thought It's the worst one. I thought it was going to be red because she has that red dye thing. No. And yeah. I, I was kind of <laughs> concerned. No, I wouldn't let her get a red. No, she got one. It was this, like, cloudy green color, and it's cucumber and lime or cucumber and... It's it's the worst. That's nice. It, it tastes like a stink bug smells. Did she like it? I didn't let her get it. Oh. I, I said no. You're you're not gonna get that. Said, Why not? I said because the last time you tried one of those, you hard gagged in front of me. <laughs> She's like, no, I love this one. No, you don't. No, no one loves this one. Uh, what's in this gas station is probably the last bottle of it on earth because it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of your kids, yeah, I was upstairs. Actively eating sushi that I purchased. And brought. Actively eating. I purchased it, brought it over here, and was eating it on the couch. (laughs) And both of your children, separately, asked me if I liked sushi. And I told them both no as I continued to to eat it. Sounds about right. (laughs) They're uh, inquisitive little people. So, what'd you listen to this week, Sarah? Let's see. Can I have a sip of your drink? Yeah. It looks very tasty. It's dragon fruit refresher with <laughs> coconut milk. Because it's summertime, so I need a refreshing drink. Everyone listen to this refresher. Do you feel refreshed? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not after listening to that atrocity. A little trying to drink it past the ice. <laughs> Ooh, I got some albums at the yard sales this weekend while you're looking that up. I got you 
a Fleetwood Mac album from no. 1970. I'm sorry, Casey no and Casey and the Sunshine Band. Band from 1976. And then I got, oh, I can't remember. I told you. <laughs> you got a Christmas album. I did get a Christmas got, like, album. Like a blues album. I got a blues album, and then I got. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's a. I think he plays trumpet. I, yeah. I saw the album like two hours ago, and then it's okay. It left my brain. It's okay. So, I, I try to be interesting. I feel didn't like work. I have much, like, a ton more music than normal. Do it. And I think it's because I didn't do it, like, the last one we posted, we did out of order. So, it's been over a week since we recorded. Ah, that's true. It's so, been I like have more than normal. Nine or ten days. Yeah. So, I listened to, in preparation for the British Invasion stuff, Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of, like, British Invasion stuff. <laughs> so, I listened to no The way. Animals. The Rolling Stones. Wait, I mentioned this because I said Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. So did I say Led Zeppelin? Mm, I don't Led think Zeppelin's I did. Great. I listened to Led Zeppelin, Pretty Little Thing, Jerry and the Pacemakers. I mentioned that. Yeah. Because we talked about it. Yeah. Maybe I did. James Taylor. I don't think I said that. Something in the way she moves. The Grateful Dead. So good. Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yeah. Yet again, Puff the Magic Dragon is a hit. It's a classic. <laughs> Don't tell me you've never heard he it. He lives by the sea. He does. Bill. He frolics in the autumn mist of a town called Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best part is it was like a Peter, Paul, and Mary's greatest hits. So it was Puff the Magic Dragon <laughs> followed by... Like, blowing in the wind. Like, the classic <laughs> Peter, Paul, and Mary. And then it was like, Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> it was a wild experience. When you said Peter, Paul, and Mary, my brain immediately just... I don't know why. I was going, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peck peppers. <laughs> that almost went south. <laughs> Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Are you bad at those? Not typically. What's going on? I'm not having a good brain day. Oh. Today, I, I dealt with... What I can only assume is aphasia. I'm going the way of uh, <laughs> Bruce Willis. No. Unfortunate. It's processing disorder. I'm going that way. When, when my brain gets overwhelmed, because sometimes that happens, I, I have trouble processing words, and so they come out as just weird noises and collections of sounds that aren't actually words or just little blanks of silence in the middle of my sentences. I also listened to Bill Withers. I don't know how to respond to that, so I'm moving on. Oh, I love Bill Withers. Yeah, he's... The best. I also listened to Cheap Trick. Yeah. Which I feel like is a classic. You can't leave them out. I don't feel like it's anything special, but it's definitely not bad. Noteworthy. Yeah. I listened to Mount yeah. Joy, which is that song that I showed you called Astro Van. It's really funny to me. Like the overall vibe of their songs, I enjoy. But if you listen to the lyrics for even a moment, it goes so south. Is that the, like, Jesus hangs out in the Astro Van? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wild stuff that they're writing down. <laughs> but the sound of their music is so good to me. And then I listen to Lana Del Rey, which is just good. Just some quality middle school moments. But that that was it. You know what I did this week? What? I have been diving into the VR world. That is some quality dragon fruit drinking right there. <laughs> Do you feel refreshed? I feel so refreshed. You set it like five inches to the left of your coaster. 
<laughs> I've been using the paper towel because it's easier for my little arm to get to. Scoot the coaster over. It's okay. Ah, so as far as things that we make at my house, my wife is ordering truck or car, whatever, cup holder coasters, the like stone ones, mm-hmm. and uh, well, a bunch of other stuff that is to come. I have one about coffee. Ah. You know the one that we got you when we went on vacation? I got it then. What the sarcasm is my first language. And your second is interpretive dance. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to leave that part out. Yes. I wasn't. <laughs> That's the best part. I have that in a box from where I traded my truck in. I haven't put it in the new truck yet. I should. Mine is something about like the definition of coffee. Mm-hmm. Juice that makes me happy. It's like, that's the definition or something like that. Oh, the coffee's not for me. It's for everyone around me. <laughs> it's a courtesy. <laughs> Listen, yesterday was not my day. Okay. A lot of stuff was happening yesterday. Yeah. But the icing on the cake was I went to Starbucks with my mom because I stayed home from work yesterday due to the quality of the day I was having at nine o'clock in the morning. We went to Starbucks, and they did not have either of our drinks, so I got a English breakfast latte, which is good. I like it. Did it have beans in it? No. Okay. What? English breakfast has beans. You mean beans and toast? Yeah. Okay. It's beans. So I always get this drink, (laughs) (laughs) but I I always switch out my milk for almond milk, because I prefer almond milk. It's thinner. I don't like the taste of milk. Almond milk tends to get rid of some weird bitterness that regular milk brings into it. Yeah. You ever notice that? I just don't typically enjoy regular milk in my coffee. I typically can't enjoy regular milk. I mean, it's not helpful, but it's not as hurtful as it is to you for me. <laughs> <laughs> you got my number because you called me out. <laughs> <laughs> I just prefer the taste of almond milk, like even in my cereal and stuff like that. I yeah. just do. Yeah. Unsweetened vanilla. That's what I have in my fridge. Yes, ma'am. Nice. I eat my Frosted Flakes with it. (laughs) I I forgot how to do our little secret handshake for a second. (laughs) That was some serious buffering. Yeah. (laughs) I told you I'm having a bad brain day. I'm only firing. What? I'm only firing on like three out of eight cylinders. It's okay. I think we just knocked you down to two. Three. We're running three. Okay. That's .375. That's 37.5%. Operation. So just to top off my already not good day, I got home with my little English breakfast latte, and they didn't put any sweetener in it. Oh. So it was just Rude. English breakfast tea and not even vanilla, just plain almond milk. And it tasted like my tears. It was disgusting. I don't recommend unsweetened English breakfast lattes. Honestly, unsweetened sounds more accurate. It was disgusting. I believe you. And I was so upset about it. So I dumped it into the sink and made my own. For some reason, my brain went, I dumped it into the sea. As though <laughs> as though you live by the bay and not in the middle of landlocked area. Well, I could go to a lake. We got plenty Still of Still not the sea. 
<laughs> you're right. I was trying it's to lend brand. you a helping hand, so <laughs> I was trying to olive branch you, but you wouldn't take it. You took my stick and spit on it and then burned it, so you deserve what you get, I guess. <laughs> I guess it is what it is. So as far as custom coffees, when yeah. we were going to yard sales this weekend, we went to an estate sale in my neighborhood because we thought the lady died, and we were like, is Miss Muriel... Um, and they're like, nah, she's moving to Vegas. Oh, nice. <laughs> she's going to enjoy the She's having the best time. She's 92. I love that. <laughs> she's moving to Vegas to go be like near her son or something like that. That's and so they nice. were selling everything. I and saw that sign. I was coming over here the other day. Did you see what's sitting on the counter in the kitchen? No. A new espresso machine nice. that we got for like $2. I've been thinking about getting one of those. It's got a milk frother. Because I also want a milk. Because you know I like collect items because... You know, I just feel like it's smarter if I'm going to leave eventually and it's so expensive to eventually. do so. Yeah. Like, I'm not interested in leaving at this exact moment, but I eventually will. And I don't want to be poor when I do it. So I've been- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Unless you, like, invest in Bitcoin and, and strike it rich, you're going to be a little poor when you move out. Well, yeah, but if I already have all of my essential items, I'm going to be less poor than if I had to buy them all at once. That's correct. Yeah, that, that that's is, my plan that's here. Cool. Like, you know, in, like, olden days, they had hope chests where they had to, like, make everything so it they did it their whole life. Yeah. I'm essentially doing that, but it's 2022. So I'm just purchasing it from Amazon. <laughs> Someday this will be the olden days. They'll, they'll, they'll look back and go, can you imagine they had to wait two days for something to be delivered? Instead, instead of, of just going, zapping it in. Right. <laughs> instead of going to the emergent printer in the wall and telling it you wanted a new fridge. <laughs> can you imagine having prime two-day shipping? So lame. Savages. <laughs> <laughs> instead of just Hunger Games dropping it in. Savages. Savages. You know barely even human. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Hunger Games, they had like the... The loot boxes they just drop in. <laughs> That's the future. There's going to be like Fortnite an opening <laughs> in the ceiling and it's just going to drop in your package immediately Everybody's via light. Running around like rabbit animals. <laughs> no, my pack of rubber bands. <laughs> I don't know. That's such a random thing. <laughs> I was thinking silly bands, but I couldn't remember the words. So I just yeah. said rubber bands, which that's, takes away 80% of the character. That's fair. So what band are we looking into today? Say we're not looking into a band. We're looking into an artist. The Woodstock Music Festival. Ah, hold so, on. I gotta grow my hair out for this one. Okay. <laughs> oh we also God. gotta leave a whole lot of trash in this room when we're done. Okay. Listen. <laughs> At work the other day, it was like last Friday. Yeah. Or Thursday, maybe. This really like. Se- she was like seventy. She came in, and she was wearing like a long dress, like. <sighs> She looked odd in a very endearing way. <laughs> you look strange, but I am intrigued. <laughs> and after she left, the lady who works in the room next to me was like, was there something wrong with her? <laughs> and I was like, no, why? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, the best way I can describe whatever that interaction was is that she clearly was at Woodstock in, in 1969. And she was like, Sarah. And I was like, what? That's the best description I have. So not an NPC. No, she was real. We're running custom skins here? She was custom. (laughs) For sure. Like, the only thing missing was a flower crown. 100%. I talked about VR. There's a game called Pavlov Shack that is free on Quest 2 if you have it. And when you play, you can choose your skin, and one of them is a clown, and one of them is like some sort of alien monster from... 
uh, a show called Splice, but <laughs> that's funny. Um, but <laughs> but when I saw someone choose a clown, uh, the first round that I saw a clown, I went. I was there in 2019, and I shot everyone who had changed their skin to a clown. I thought it was 2016. Was it 2016? I think so. It's all been five years. 1994 was like 12 years ago. Did you know that today from 1970 is the same from like 19. 19- 1840 to 1970, something like that. Something ridiculous. I was, my mom said it to someone else while I was nearby. I'm not sure what the exact numbers are. It, it absorbed subconsciously. 1920 to 1970 is the same as, 19, well, I guess it'd be 1918 to 1970. 1918, that's right. Not 1890. Okay, we're there. We got there. 1840 was a little bit longer. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I knew it was wrong, but I couldn't remember what was right, so I just went with it. So I started killing everybody that looked like a clown. <laughs> they said, y'all, watch out fair. for Bald Gamer. Watch out for Bald Gamer. And I was like, I'm only killing the clowns. I don't even care if I'm the traitor in the round, because that's how these <laughs> work, is you get marked as traitor or innocent or detective. And if I was- It's an like in- Mafia? Yes, but VR. That's cool. And so I made everybody line up, and I said, okay, everybody in a single file line. And they were just being so dumb. They knew that I meant left to right, so they lined up each directly behind each other staring at me. <laughs> and so I just moved to the side, and one of them was like, ah, bald gamer. <laughs> and I said, okay, we're going to pick the winner by Russian roulette. They're like, that sounds fair. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> so I pointed it at the clown, made sure it was the loaded one, and went. I just needed to get rid of the clown, and he was the last traitor, and I actually won the round because I killed the clown. Nice. So now my bias has been justified. And so right. at this point, they're like, y'all stay away from Ball Gamer. And I, I said, I'm only killing the clowns. And he said, you kill me because of the way my skin looks, you racist. I said, chill out, you fascist. He goes, I don't know what that means. I said, to be fair, n- neither do I. But it's a word they've been saying for a while. He said, why'd you kill me? I'm like, it's the clown skin. I can't stand it. If you're the clown, I don't care who you are. I'm going to find a knife and stab you. Clowns are very scary. Again, this is all VR. I'm not actually murdering people. As far as you're concerned. <laughs> Mind your business. 1969 Woodstock Music Festival in Woodstock, New York. Not Woodstock. I can understand the confusion, though. It was in New York, though. What did you do? What? Is it not on Woodstock? You, it's not in Woodstock. Oh, where was it? Um, We'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> Woodstock, 1969. (laughs) Woodstock, 1969, New York. (laughs) The music festival is scheduled to begin August 15th, and around half a million people waited on a dairy farm in Bethel, New York, for a three-day music festival to start. That's the whole vibe we have set. The motto for the weekend was three days of peace and music, as this was the same time that the war in Vietnam raged on and the people in attendance were dedicated to escaping the reality of the world at the time. Peace, love, and rock and roll, baby. Exactly. And long hair. (laughs) Messy hair, don't care. (laughs) Joe? (laughs) With my freshly shaven head. That's what I was going to say. You're the baldest person in the room. (laughs) There's only two of us. I have wax in my beard to make it quaffed correctly I can't, there's not even messy hair so my hair is messy your hair's in a hat if I took it off the shock of the flatness of my scalp 
was too much for me. Okay, pause. <laughs> I'm not going to stop this. I need you to take off your headphones and take off your hat because I got to see and react. Okay. Oh, no! No! <laughs> <laughs> Disrespectful. I bared my hat hair to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have hair. I can't have an opinion on it. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't look as bad as I feel like it does. It doesn't. Does. It doesn't. <laughs> Much I... worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Oh, my word. I heard sounds in both of our wrists. <laughs> We got to play Rugrats again in my basement, like all of us. Oh, dear. But we all got to wear, like, earmuffs because all of our ankles are like. (laughs) And we vary in age between (laughs) 20 and 32. And all of us make sound. How are the 32-year-old and the 23-year-old always sleepy? Because we love them and that's who they are. No, I I didn't say what? I didn't say, why did we let them play? Oh. <laughs> I said, why are they always sleeping? Genetics. I'm, I'm over here 30 years old, rocking and rolling at two in the morning going, I got this, I got this, I got this. I'm hiding. And then my ankle goes, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's, I feel as though I'm at a disadvantage. Why? Because my ankles crack so much. Every step I take, I'll be watching you. That's police. I was singing it in my head already. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're about to jump back on subject. However, we have recently acquired microphones that hook to our phones. Yes. So we can conduct public interviews for you lot. Sarah has the adapter for her iPhone. (laughs) And I have the adapter for my Android. (laughs) Those are perfect sounds for the devices. (laughs) I try try to match the energy. I like that. So we're going to be doing this. Soon, so look forward to something from the park during like Mayfest that has already passed. But you know, the festivals tis the season to be festive, it is like a farmer's market situation, yeah. Farmer's market, mm-hmm. excuse me, sir, excuse me. How Why did your you toes get green? here? <laughs> <laughs> what? How did you get here? I, I walked. Why? I don't, I don't, avocado because it's a farmer's market, and yeah. there's vegetables. Mm-hmm. Ah, anyway, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> Woodstock was first discussed and eventually conducted by four men, all 27 years or younger. John Roberts, Joel Rosenman, Artie Kornfeld, Michael Lang. I like that name, Artie Kornfeld. I like the name Artie. It's very cute. (laughs) Why did you nod at me like they could see you? (laughs) I leaned in front of the microphone to nod at you and then questioned my own decision. I saw that. It was a really fun (laughs) time for me because I saw all of it. Yeah. (laughs) So John and Joel, it's nine o'clock. I have to take my medicine. <laughs> take, take your allergy pills. Are they down here? Yeah. Okay. So John and Joel are New York entrepreneurs involved in building a Manhattan recording studio. Yeah. Um, Joel. Oh no, I already said him. Artie is the youngest vice president at Capitol Records, or was at this time. Michael Lang had organized a successful Miami Music Festival the previous year. So they're well-versed in the musical community. And they're, like, theoretically very prepared for this event. Right. Logistically. (laughs) They didn't know they'd be making history and we'd be talking about it, (laughs) what, 53 years later. Yeah. So these men decided to host a music festival together and 
their first big name that they got to sign was Credence Clearwater Revival. Okay. All so right. good. We're rocking the big Extremely names Extremely quality. So after Credence Clearwater signed, it was much easier for them to get the bigger names as well as right, like the right. smaller like local bands. Wasn't Jimi Hendrix the last act at Woodstock? Yes. What a shame. Everybody's already gone. Hendrix is up here playing his heart out. <sighs> yeah. We, I talk about that a little bit at the end. Okay. So the initial plan for Woodstock called for the event to be held at Howard Mill Industrial Park in Wallkill. I don't know how to say this. Wallkill. What? Spell it. Wall. W a l l kill k i l l. Sounds. That sounds pretty obvious. Wallkill. I said that, but it sounds wrong. Wallkill. I don't like either way. I think it's just a bad name. Let's go with New York. <laughs> Not New York City, just New York State. Okay. (laughs) But this did not pan out because the town officials got scared and backed out of the deal and proceeded to pass a law that said that no festivals or musical showings could be had in that town. Oh, wow. Because they were so scared. I don't... Fair. Because I know it's fixing to happen. But also... They didn't. Grow up. (laughs) Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let these hippies on your property and grow up. Like, no. Go on. <laughs> Not me. You don't want your backyard full of hippies? Not hippies and hippie trash? No. No. I mean, it was a good idea. Like, they really did well for themselves making this decision. But I think if they hadn't had the appropriate amount of time to plan and it, none of their stuff fell through, it wouldn't have been such a mess. So, anyway, going back, the men explored several other options, but none of them panned out. But finally, a month away from the festival itself, let's just let's just examine that. They have no location. They have no venue. And How it's are in they a advertising month. this? I don't know. It's the 1960s. I assume newspapers. I was gonna ask my grandparents, but I had a lot going on, so yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I can only imagine newspapers, the radio, stuff like that. I don't imagine them getting on TV. You know? Yeah. It just doesn't seem like... Happy cotton shop. Yeah, exactly. Coming local. <laughs> I don't know. So... That's 40... what I assume radio sounded like in the 60s. <laughs> it's like 1950s. So, it's a month out from the festival. 49-year-old dairy farmer Max Yasger offered to rent them part of his land in Bethel, New York, in the middle of the Catskill Mountains. So, that I imagine nice it being very beautiful. It's just like... The addition of the mountain scenery around them and this, like, cow farm, you know it's pretty. Now, knowing what it looked like after the fact, do you know how much he was paid? Um, It just says they paid his asking price immediately. They That's didn't try fair. to negotiate. They just paid him what he asked. That's fair. So, now that the venue and talent is secure, it was time for logistics. Again, it's a month out. Yeah. A month out, and they're just now getting into the logistics because they couldn't get a venue. I'm stressed for them, and it was a very long time ago. Just a massive amount of just stress. Yeah. So things like fencing, entrance gates, ticket booths, the performer pavilion, like the... Stage. Like the green room for the performers. Pavilions, concession stands, bathrooms, med tents... They all, this all needs to be built in the next four weeks. 
And by the time people started arriving a couple days before the concert, the fencing and the gates and the ticket booths still were not ready. (sighs) Again, I'm very stressed for these people. Because, you know, it's going to be a big event and people like to camp. Even still, like if there's a concert and you have general admission. It's not uncommon to see people camp. It's not uncommon to see. Yeah. Kind of post-COVID it is, but before that. Nope. No? No. Still very common to see people camping. Like, I don't know if it's for, like, the pop genre, like, the current popular music. I don't Mm. know if those people are camping. But the current rock and roll, like, situation, definitely there's camping. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I saw videos of people camping for Harry Styles, which is whatever. Nothing wrong with that. I get it. Every musician has a following. Because if you're, I don't, I like Harry Styles. I would just never camp for Harry Styles. I would also never camp for, like, anybody because Stranger Danger. I'm tired. I'm probably going to be cold. All the reasons. <laughs> I'm probably going to get hungry. I'm probably going to get bored. You pack snacks and a Game Boy. Where am I going to put my stuff? Backpack. But I can't take it in because it's post 9-11. That's fair. That's true. Where am I going to put it? I don't know. Where do they put their stuff? I don't know. That's I'm I'm kind of nervous. I don't understand how the how it works. Where are you putting your stuff? You have a drive-by guy who just collects your things. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Marcus, I'm going in. You got to drive by the gate in 14 minutes and four seconds. But I also don't understand what like that accent. You sounded like Candace when she got around parsnips and Finney's and Ferb. <laughs> Back me up on that. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't. I know the 17 and under know who I'm talking about. (laughs) I mean, I know who it is, but I don't remember that episode. (laughs) I know Micah definitely knows what I'm talking about. All right. (laughs) That's all that matters. But what are the logistics there? I need someone to tell me how to do it, and then I might. How do they keep the stragglers that were just kind of wandering in? How do they get them out and make them pay admission? Oh, hold on. Let me continue. So the people start arriving, and things are not done. And Lang is quoted, like, I guess they came in to interview him because this is becoming such a big event and they're not ready. Yeah. So he's quoted as saying, you do everything you can to get the gates and fences finished, but you have to have your priorities. The people are coming in and you need to be able to feed and take care of them and give them a show. So you prioritize. So basically, they were like, the time is coming for the show to start and we don't have everything done. What's least important? Yeah. So they're like fences, gates, and ticket booth, least important. Everything else right. is for like customer service and safety. I think the ticket booth would be pretty important because you got to collect that money somehow. How are you going to pay the artist without money? <laughs> With no efficient way to charge concert goers, Lang and his partners decide to make Woodstock a free event. How did they pay the performers? Charity? I don't know. Pro bono, Jimi Hendrix? I think L- not. Literally no mention of how they paid these people. But also, they paid out of pocket to rent this land. So obviously they have money. But there was a lot of performers, like 30. Good 30 grief. groups. How long was Woodstock? How long did it last? It was supposed to be three days, and it ended up bleeding over to the morning of a fourth day due to rain delays. Okay. So, Yeah. And the days, I could, like, go through who plays each day and all this stuff. The way the days are laid out is so random because the first day starts at Friday at 5 p.m. And it ends the next day at 2 a.m. 
So, like, it was 5 p.m. Friday to 2 a.m. Saturday morning. And that was day one. So, it's not like festivals today. Well, people are going to be just, like, going hard the first day and they're not going to be willing to go to sleep. That's not even the least normal. Like, that's probably the second normalist time frame. I mean, it's fairly normal. Yeah. But there's weirder ones. Yeah. Like, there's just weirder ones. So, originally, about 50,000 people were expected, but by August 13th, at least that many people were just camped. Yeah. At, like, if you have an event, not everybody's going to be camping. So, if you have the projected number camping, they're immediately like, that's a red flag. There's going to be much more than this. So, people are camped, so they're like, we got to start adding more like tents for food and water and med tents and all this kind of stuff. So they have a hundred thousand tickets pre-sold. Wow. Uh-huh. So I also don't understand Wait. how pre-sale used to work. That's what I was about to Today ask. pre-sale, like the last time I pre like I was a part of a pre-sale. Yeah. I literally got the like fan notification. So today, in order to be a part of a pre-sale, you have to be subscribed to the artist's email account. like, And then they send you the code. Yeah. And then you have to be waiting on Ticketmaster with the code. Yeah. And you're in this big line digitally. But they didn't have cell phones. Or the, like, internet. Things like this were not just out and about. So I don't understand how it worked. Like, mail-ins doesn't seem very safe. So I really don't understand. But it says pre-sale. So they're scrambling to add more facilities. Highways and local roads are coming to complete standstills as the amount of concert goers are, like, flooding into this town. This yeah. town is too small to accommodate half a million people. That is for sure, So... These people are abandoning their cars on the roads and walking, just left their cars and are walking. I don't really get that. I lost my car in Atlanta once when I was auditioning for The Voice. We searched for four hours before we found it. How did you do that? I was like 17 and a lot of the buildings looked the same. I was 18. A lot of the parking garages looked the same and we wandered around all day. I consistently take pictures of where I've parked my car. I do now. <laughs> but I'm not much older than you were at that time. Times were different, man. Mm. Cameras on phones, not so great. Yeah, I know. I was alive then. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. GPS wasn't really... My mom had a pink Motorola flip phone. Mm. My dad had a Blackberry. That's where we were. I had a flip phone. And then I had a slide phone. And then I got no phone because it got stolen. That's how I was going. <laughs> My sister asked me if um, the TV was in color when I was a kid. Did she really? Yeah, it was Josie. Mm-hmm. She then proceeded to ask me if we had iPads when I was a kid, which we didn't. So I told her no. And then she said, wow, you're really old. Wow. Trying to explain to my kids that tablets and phones didn't exist when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't think they believe me. Yeah. 
It's a weird world. Trying to tell my sister that we had two computers in our classroom connected to the wall. One for the teacher, one for the class. Yep. To take AR tests. Yep. And nothing else. We had a teacher computer, if the teacher was lucky. Uh, And then you went to the library to take your AR test. We had computer labs. We had those. And that's where there was a computer for each kid. But they have Chromebooks in every single class now. I know. They issue them out to kids now. That's crazy. Like some kids take them home. That's crazy. Here, let's just lend you a laptop. Yeah, that's crazy. So they pre-sold 100,000 tickets. We're not sure how, but they did. (laughs) So they're parked on these roads at a complete standstill, and they just start walking. Abandoning their cars and walk the rest of the way. Eventually, about half a million people end up at this venue. So the final estimated number of, like, festival goers is about half a million. Yeah. The Woodstock Festival had a very diverse, like, t- people. What are they? Customers? Not customers. They weren't paying for anything. Party goers? <laughs> I guess so. Very diverse interest group. So... <laughs> A reflection of the rapidly changing time. So Woodstock was filled with a bunch of 20-somethings, totally against materialism, 100% like pro-civil rights movement, and they were all in an attempt to escape whatever was happening in the world with the war and like civil rights and whatever the problems were Yeah. in the late 60s. They were like, let's get away from that and go listen to this music. Fair. Which is, yeah. So they're... All trying to spread this message of, like, peace, love, unity, all this good stuff. And they're just like, we're going to go to this festival because we can. I resonate with the because I can. So I'm no one to judge. We've talked about how you like your income to be disposable. (laughs) Only half disposable. Because I do have some things that I am responsible for. Like, I know that's crazy. And I know I don't talk about it. It's like your cat. I'm a little bit responsible, but don't tell. But don't tell. (laughs) (laughs) So the people present at Woodstock experienced bad weather, muddy conditions, lack of food and water, and adequate sanitation. However, the atmosphere was completely void of violence. Some people attributed this to the festival festival goers being strictly hippies, sticking to their mantra, make love, not war. But others really attributed it to the amount of psychedelics used at this festival. (laughs) Take your pick. Because who's going to beat up a dragon? (laughs) Literally nobody. (laughs) So you know what? What? I respect it. Either way, you do you. I'm glad there was no murder. No murder is good. (laughs) Yeah. No murder is good murder. (laughs) So (laughs) My new mantra. Whichever way they got there is none of my business. Shout it from the hilltops. I'm glad. (laughs) Shout it from the hilltops. Whichever way they maintained this no violence thing is not my business. I'm just glad it was um, not a disaster. (laughs) Eventually, like Woodstock continues on year after year. Not anymore because eventually it became quite violent. I don't really talk about the other Woodstocks. I just kind of end it here. Yeah. Because a lot goes on in the other Woodstocks that I'm not interested in speaking about. Yeah. (laughs) But this first one was pretty nifty. So all of the doctors, EMTs, and nurses present were complete, like, 100% volunteer. So they manned the medical tents, but most of the injuries were minor, like food poisoning and wounded bare feet. Wounded bare feet. Because it was the late 60s and they were hippies, so they did not wear shoes. 
Nobody had like wounded dog feet or no, just bare feet. Wounded deer feet. There was only two reported deaths. One of them, this boy got run over by a tractor. I can only assume he was where he was not supposed to be doing what he was not supposed to be doing when he was not supposed to be there. <laughs> but I don't know. It's not my business. But that's my guess. Welcome, sir. That's my guess. Was the other one an overdose? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally unforeseen. Yeah. Security was limited, and it is estimated that there was literally only like a dozen cops for the half a million people present. Were there really 500,000 people at Woodstock? Yes. That's astounding. Can you imagine? Not even almost. No. We were in a room with like 400 people recently, and that actually, that didn't feel like a lot. No, we were in a room with 3,000 people. No, we were in a room with like 400 people. When? In Atlanta? Oh, no, there that was like a 130 capacity building. No. Yes. There was at least there's at least 250 people in that room. No. Okay. I read the sign. Okay. <laughs> because when I feel uncomfortable, I really pay attention to my surroundings. And I was waiting in line for that lady to figure out why my why her card scanner wasn't working. And I was like, I'll just use my Venmo. And she was like, I don't know if she couldn't hear me or if she was, like, so focused on trying to fix her card scanner that she wasn't listening. But I wanted to die. I just wanted her to let me use Venmo and move on. I know. You got frustrated and told me to go back. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed by her being so slow and people were waiting on me. And it was her fault. I was so irritated. You said, go save my spot. <laughs> all right. That's fine. But I was just looking around at all the signs on the walls and it was, like, 139 capacity building. I assume that doesn't include staff. So. Anyway. So 32 musicians, some of them local, some of them world famous, like talent. These are who they had performing here. So I kind of have it listed day one, day two, day three. So it's the set list for each day, basically. So day one, August 15th at 5 p.m., Richie Havens took the stage first, and then starting at 5 p.m. with Richie, followed by Burt Summers, Sweetwater, Melanie, Tim Harden, Ravi Shanker, Arlo Gunthry, and Joan Baez. She famously played the end of her set in a torrential downpour, rapping day one. So she is closing out her set in a New York rainstorm, (laughs) which impressive i, I mean if you're gonna play play mm-hmm. as long as the speakers weren't damaged <laughs> and the instruments were fine do you think you can wing so day one wraps around 2 a.m august 16th the next day well i guess the same day but day two officially <laughs> begins around 2 15 p.m that same day this lineup included quill country joe mcdonald john sebastian keith hartley band santana very very good I don't know if Santana was, like, big then. Santana wasn't the Santana we know now. I know, but... But it was the same I don't know if they were big then. No, but it's the same stuff, so you know it was good. Yeah. Like, some of these I know were the big names. Some of them I'm not sure, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, The Incredible String Band, Canned Heat, (laughs) Mountain, The Grateful Dead, very good. Credence Clearwater Revival, very good. Janis Joplin, very good. Sly and the Farmstone, The Who, 
Very good. I would come to this day. The Who once held a record for being the loudest band on earth. Um, they also have several videos on YouTube of them just destroying instruments. Really? Yes. Why? I don't know. I really like it, though. It's very rock and roll. <laughs> and Jefferson Airplane. I would definitely be at this day of Woodstock. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> this day ends. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. This day ends August 17th at 9.45 a.m. See? They went from 2, what was it, 2.15 or 2.30? 2.15 p.m. all the way into 9.45 a.m. I know. Isn't that wild? That's like 19 hours, (laughs) 19 and a half. I know. Good night. Day three begins Sunday, August 17th at 2 p.m. They didn't get any sleep. No. Starting with Joe Crocker. Respectable. Honestly, pretty good. Country Joe and the Fish. <laughs> That's your new name. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I'm going to change Did your you name say Country Joe or Crunchy Joe? Country. <laughs> Ten years after the band, Johnny Winter, <laughs> Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, Paul Butterfield, Blues Band, closing out with Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Hendrix was the last musician to perform at Woodstock. And rain delays prevented him from playing until Monday morning. And by the time he went on, only about 25,000 people remained. And this is day three? This is day four. Day four. Okay, so by day four, it's no longer half a million. We're down to 25,000. Yes. It's been whittled down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Severely. And Hendrix closes with the most iconic rendition of the national anthem, arguably of all time. Yeah. I don't know anyone who hasn't seen that video. Who is it singing it again? Jimi Hendrix. Okay, yeah. You've seen that. Yeah. I don't... Like, above the age of 17, I don't know anyone who doesn't know about this. It was so iconic. And there was nobody there in comparison to how many people were there the previous days. So it's so impressive to me that even though there was literally nobody there, it's so iconic even to this day yeah like that's the only clip from woodstock i've seen without seeking it out literally the only one and there was nobody there for it imagine how distraught you would be if you were at all three days of woodstock and missed Jimi hendrix Jimi hendrix something that people still talk about today now was the list of artists in the days they were going to be performing was it was it like public I'm like, do they know that Jimi Hendrix was going to be there that day and still chose to leave? I think it was known who was going to be there. But not the order. I wish I could find, like, I think I've seen a flyer for Woodstock. Yeah. I haven't seen it recently. I think I have it on my phone. Let me look for it real quick. Because you know how current festivals will have it listed who's playing when? Yeah. I don't think it's... It sounds like for this particular festival, they would have had a... Pretty rough time getting a, a set in stone. That's, I'd imagine it wasn't a very smooth situation. I'm so sorry. Very smooth situation. Oh, my goodness. What are you doing? I don't know. I have no spatial awareness at this current moment. Okay. So it's listed just like it is now. Friday the 15th, and it lists everybody Sunday through, through Sunday the 17th. And it lists Jimi Hendrix on there. So they knew and still dipped out. Yeah. Rough. 
Obviously, only the real ones stayed. <laughs> I knew you was a real one. <laughs> so Woodstock officially ends Monday, August 18th, after Hendrix le- leaves the stage. Leaving the festival was not much better than arriving to the festival. The roads and highways immediately became jammed again as the festival goers made their way home. Yeah. I can I can imagine the nightmare of half a million people trying to leave a farm. <laughs> you know it was a dirt road. Oh, yeah. You know it wasn't even graveled. If there was a dirt road and not just them driving through the grass. Yes, that's true. And it, it wasn't even his main used land. It was just some extra land that he owned. So it wasn't even, like, actively in use. Yeah. So you know it was, like, briared and... The grass was probably tall. <laughs> there was probably rocks everywhere. That's why hippie feet had to be treated. <laughs> yeah, it is. So cleaning up the venue required several days, several bulldozers, and tens of thousands of dollars. They made no money from this. No. They lost money on this. But I imagine the Woodstocks to follow probably made them more money. A hundred percent. There's no way that... They set a precedent. They did. How much would it suck if you were at the first Woodstock and you're like, yo, free festival. You come back the next year and it's like $400. Half a million people, 400 bucks a piece ought to cover it. That ought to cover it last year. <laughs> we'll break even. <laughs> so it was probably like 60 bucks. Yeah, which still at the time, quite a bit of money. Yeah, but still way less than today. Shaking Knees is like $250. I believe it. Like, that one's free. <laughs> <laughs> I shook my knees. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know Green Day headlined at Shaky Knees this year? They did. Woodstock is perhaps best described by Max Yazger, the humble farmer who lent his land for the occasion. Addressing the audience on day three, he said, So apparently they had this sweet old guy speak. He's not old. He's only 50. But like in comparison to these (laughs) (laughs) 20-year-olds. They looked at him like he was a real adult. Yeah. He said, You've proven something to the world. The important thing that you've proven to the world is that half a million kids, and I can call you kids because I have kids who are older than you are, (laughs) (laughs) half a million of you young people can get together and have three days of fun and music and have nothing but fun and music, and God bless you for it. Which is so nice. His land is currently trashed because it's day three, and he's still so happy to be there. But if it's unused land, he probably got it, and he's like, I'm proud of y'all for being... Well, this is New York. This is New York. <laughs> Go ahead. Go I'm proud of you guys. You <laughs> did from, a good job. Not from Brooklyn. I don't. That's he, all I got. He probably had a nothing accent. He probably sounded something like me, but a little less Southern. Have yeah. you met people from actual, like, upstate New York? I have. We went to New York when I was in high school. They sound like us. Not quite as Southern. I can't hear my accent, but I know it's there. I don't know if I have a real accent. Like some, I have words that I say that sound southern. Yeah. But my general speech pattern is not southern. Why is the whole South characterized as sounding like we were all on? Uh, like we're all my aunt Brenda. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. We're not all from the Mississippi hills. I know. The Kentucky hill folk. Johnny but Depp's from Kentucky. He is. Mm-hmm. And Amber Heard is losing. Mm-hmm. Like she's doing it on purpose. She's really bad at it. Just the video I sent acting, you today. 
I, yes, it is. So embarrassing. Her acting in this trial is worse than her acting on, on the screen? Aquaman. Yeah. And uh, her acting on Aquaman wasn't so great. <laughs> Have you seen the TikToks going around <laughs> using the sound of the video that they submitted for evidence where she's talking about something? And she's like, and something about Aquaman. And then he goes, Aquaman. <laughs> Who did? <laughs> Johnny Depp. No. Did you see her? She's like, and my dog got stung by a bee. And she does that weird, like, cocked her head to the side and made some crazy. She did. But I did My dog see, got stung by a bee. And I did see this thing where her lawyer was, like, asking her about her bruise cover-up makeup routine. And these people were following her routine. And it was so bad. <laughs> She was like, you know, you use some light foundation, then some concealer, then the color corrector, which is the wrong order, first of all. I wouldn't know. That's why I was telling you. Color corrector goes first, then concealer, then the full coverage foundation, not a light foundation. Because if it's light, you can see through it. That's the point. (laughs) (laughs) And um, if you have bruises on your face, you don't want it to be light. Right? You know, it's if you're going to lie, be good. Don't embarrass us. You're going to be an actress. Learn how to do it. <laughs> At Amber Heard. Her Wikipedia, which has been changed to Amber Turd. I saw that. <laughs> Someone mentioned it, and so I looked it up a That's few days so ago. Funny. The fact that it's not just an edited thing, it's real, is so funny. And I know Wikipedia, like you can just, anyone can go in, but it's still funny. Because in my mind, I imagine it was Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> they asked her, uh, have you seen where, what is her name? Miss Vasquez. He's one, she's one of Johnny Depp's lawyers. Mm-hmm. She got up and she said, Amber, uh, at the divorce proceedings, you said, I don't even want the money. I'm going to donate all of my divorce proceedings to these two charities. It was $7 million. She said, yes, I've pledged it. She said, that's not what I asked. Have you donated the $7 million. She said, yes, I have pledged the money. She said, Miss Hurd, listen to what I'm saying. I asked, have you donated it? Not have you pledged it. Have you donated? She said, well, I kind of use those words interchangeably. And the lawyer said, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) She shut this woman down for like two solid minutes. And everyone was just kind of rooting for Miss Vasquez, the lawyer. Yeah. It was beautiful watching this lady get shut down. And she said, I never hit Johnny. She said that. She said that yesterday. I never laid a hand on him, is I think how she phrased it. But she said she never hit him. And Ms. Vasquez said, one moment, please, and replayed the tape of Amber going, I didn't punch you. I hit you. Yeah. I, I hit you. What's your problem, Johnny? You know that one? Yeah. God. Have you also heard the one where she's like, and I was leaving the bedroom, and he hit me. And I turned around and I was like, you hit me, Johnny. You hit me. Have you seen the people <laughs> remaking it? Because it doesn't make sense the yes. way she said it. <laughs> you hit me. <laughs> and they like turn the complete opposite direction. And they're like, you hit me, Johnny. You hit me. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the things. It's 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 a good actress and they slap and the face moves. Bad actress and they slap and then the face waits and then they turn your head. <laughs> and then it's this blonde actress and you smack them. Their face goes towards the smack. Amber Heard is a blonde actress. Amber Turd. That's so funny. So is that all we had to say about Woodstock today? That's all I have to say about Woodstock. I just wish I could be at, I could have been at day two of Woodstock. That's it. No other days. Not the whole time. Just Santana, Grateful Dead, The Who, Creedence Clearwater. What about Jimi Hendrix? That I, was impressive. I mean, the way he took a left-handed guitar and just flipped it over and played it right-handed. I would have really liked to see Jimi Hendrix if he had been at day two. 
Yeah, but he just kind of... Uh, I would have stayed at a nearby town and come back. He went pretty young, though. But I would have had to walk. 27 Club. 27 Club. I would have had to be somewhere where that I could walk back and forth, because what I'm not doing is camping with Didn't a bunch Selena of barefooted... did die at 27? I have no idea, but we're, I feel like we should Google that later. Later? Why wait? <laughs> hey, while I'm looking that up, tell us about next week. So next week and then the week after that... It's going to be like a jumbo episode that's split into two, and you're going to have to wait a week for the second part. We're going to do the British invasion, and an hour is not enough for the amount of people involved in the British invasion, so I just went for two hours. Um, you know, I feel like that's appropriate. She died at 23. Oh, okay. So not quite the 27 club. No. Nah. But there's two t- different vibes happening with the British invasion. It's like the Beatles. The Rolling Stones. They were having a good time. They're like the classic British invasion. Yeah. And then there's like the bluesy, like more old sounding, you know, like if you listen to the Beatles, you know, it's the Beatles. If you listen to the Rolling Stones, you know, it's the Rolling Stones. But there's like the zombies, you know, it's the zombies. Like, you know, these people, but then there's the lesser known and I'm going to split it up like that. I can dig it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Brain Dead, Chaotically Inclined. If you've enjoyed the show, make sure to give us a follow, give us a like, do something. You can send us any suggestions, questions, uh, critiques. You may have it. Brain Dead. Don't PC critique tw- me. I'll cry. I'll read the email <laughs> at braindeadpc21 at gmail.com. That is braindeadpc21 at gmail.com. Feel free to direct it to me or Sarah. We will handle it appropriately. You can also follow us on anywhere. You listen to podcasts, which you already know right now, but did you know you can share this? Share it on your Facebook, on your Twitter, on your Instagram. Share it somewhere so other people can see it. We would love for you to do so. As always, I've been Sarah. I've been Joe. And you've been great. Bye. Bye.